0: A study is being conducted to survey how the extreme weather events that have struck parts of the North Island this year have impacted young people in particular. It's led by researchers at the University of Auckland as part of their ongoing Growing Up in New Zealand study. And around 1,400 people have been invited to take part. It's thought the results could be used to inform planning for extreme weather events in the future. Growing up in New Zealand, Research Director, Associate Professor Sarah-Jane Payne joins me now. Hi, Sarah-Jane.
1: Kia
0: Can you get us up to speed on the, the wider study first, growing up in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, sure. So growing up in New Zealand... It um, started back in 2009-2010 when um, more than 6,500 um, women during their pregnancy volunteered to be part of this really important coppa this study that was designed to follow the lives of children and young people living here in Aotearoa today. So we have been um, really fortunate to connect with these families, to interview these families during really important Points in their life course um, in pregnancy with um, these women. And then once their babies were born in those first weeks and months um, of having a newborn through early childhood um, and then once the children went to school. So the last time we interviewed the young people in our study was actually just at the end of um, 2021, beginning of 2022 when the children were 12 years of age. So they're all currently about 14 years um, old now and, and hopefully enjoying life in high school.
0: Yeah, a lot of people will have heard of the Dunedin study. Is this the same sort of thing?
1: Yeah, exactly the same idea where we um, we think about um, health and well being from a life course perspective. So rather than just thinking about how um, how people are feeling healthy and well at one particular age, um, we're really interested in how. Um, positive wellbeing outcomes are created in the early years. Um, and then what we as society, um, as health professionals, as um, supporters of, of whānau can do to really support long-term positive outcomes for children as they head into adulthood.
0: Gosh, they're 14 now. I'm sure you've already got all sorts of incredible and interesting insights.
1: Yeah, we've the study's been able to um, really... Um, Go deeply into some important um, areas of research. So in the early years, um, a lot of really interesting findings around um, families, um, how they how they imagine and and um, vi- vision, I suppose, the future for their their babies. And so we've got this beautiful information about how. How new parents have really strong hopes and dreams for their their child's life. We collect information about their experience of um, antenatal care. We've looked into things like immunisations, um, and then once the children went to school and um, were old enough to answer their own questionnaires, we've been able to ask them how they how they find things, how 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 is their mental well-being um, at, at eight years of age and twelve years of age. Um, What do they think about their relationships with with family members and, and friends and teachers? Um, and it, just most recently asking them some questions about how they see themselves, what, um, what they understand around their ethnic um, and gender identity, and um, asking um, if they experience disability within their family.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of these questions and, and you know, small pieces of research were part of the plan from the beginning, but it sounds like you also have the ability to take an event or a topical a subject and, and look into that. Is that is that what you're doing with these weather events?
1: Yeah, that's that's right, Jesse. So um, if we cast our minds back to 2020 when COVID-19 arrived on our shores here in, in Aotearoa, the team at that time knew that was a really important opportunity for the study to collect information about what life was like during those first lockdowns. Um, and so they engaged with a group of um, families from our study and asked um, and looked at things like um, how uh, the bubble experience um, was for children, what it was like doing remote learning, what they enjoyed about having a bit more time at home with um, family members and other adults. And so this weather project that we're doing right now is, again, this really important opportunity for growing up in New Zealand to provide some information and insight into how rangatahi, how young people experience the floods, um, Auckland anniversary weekend floods here in Tamaki, Makoto and and Northland, but then also the um, the Cyclone Gabrielle event a couple of weeks later. So we really want to use the strengths that we have as a study, which is strong relationships with an existing cohort and um, highly engaged young people in our study, understand what those events were like for them, what they experienced, what might have helped them Um, if we were to do this again, and then to share the information back with people who have um, the power to develop stronger recovery and response plans so that we all feel um, supported and well prepared.
0: How long does it take to run a little uh, mini-study like this?
1: Yeah, this, this one's a bit different for us. So normally when, um, we connect with our farmer in the study, they're used to us knocking on their doors and spending maybe one or two hours with them mm. in their home doing very, um, detailed questionnaires. Um, for this particular study, um, on the extreme weather events, we're mixing it up a little bit. So we have a, um, 15, maybe 20 minute questionnaire which the young people and their, their mother or, or primary caregiver can complete on their phone, um, on a laptop, on, on their device of choice. So we really wanted to make it short and sharp. Um, it's a pretty busy time of year for whānau to be doing research projects, but it's also really important that we collect the voices and experiences of those um, 1,400 family members in our in our study. So, um, hopefully, a short, sharp, and enjoyable questionnaire for for our rangatahi.
0: Yeah, 14-year-olds have other priorities, I'm sure. How what sort of response rate do you get?
1: Yeah, we are so fortunate. We um, typically in these longer questionnaires we do, um, we we've got a response rate that's um, around the 80%. Um, response rate, which is really strong and a real testament both is, to the yeah. commitment of the families, but um, uh, how well our interview team do um, finding those those young people and keeping them engaged.
0: Um, and I guess it'll be a, a while before we get to have a look at these results. Although I um, I see you recently released a large report called Now We Are Twelve. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit about that and and how those um, results might relate to the survey?
1: Yeah so the the now we are 12 series um uh, we just completed recently and that was our chance to share some insights into what life is like for 12 year olds here in Aotearoa so we released the range of um, brief papers we looked at um, I mentioned before how young people see themselves in relation to their ethnic and gender identity and, and that one was really um, was really fascinating to me because what it showed was that young people here in Aotearoa um, they see themselves in these really diverse and expansive ways they don't buy into all of the sort of binary concepts that perhaps um, people of our generation, see, we were led to believe that we had to fit ourselves into discrete boxes um, young people in here in Aotearoa uh, are multi-ethnic. I think um, more than 30% of our cohort, for example, identify with multiple different ethnic groups. Um, young people in this study also, when you ask them about gender, they don't see um, gender as just being a sort of boy-girl, male-female male, um, uh, description. They had these very expansive views of what gender look like. Um we've um one of the final papers we released was around the experiences of disability within Afano, um, showing potentially much larger numbers of twelve year olds experiencing disability either themselves um or within their family context and perhaps what many of us thought um the, the sort of level of disability experience might be. And, you know, understanding these things means that policymakers, um, educators, uh, health providers, um, social support organisations, if we better understand um, who our contemporary uh, cohort of young people are, then we can actually wrap around them, support them and enable them to, to live these, you know, long and flourishing lives.
0: It sounds like, and tell me if I have this wrong, that, it's, that the um, research is more based on the sort of attitudinal and experiential um, data um, from these kids rather than the what people might think of the harder sort of health um, data.
1: Uh, I mean, the questionnaires are asking young people and, and their caregivers um, for their own views. You're right, so they're self-reported questionnaires. So, for example, asking young people, about their experiences of, say, depression symptoms or anxiety Mm. symptoms. So it is self-reported in that way. Um, But it is a very rich and detailed um, collection of information that we are collecting here at Growing Up in New Zealand. So um, if I focus on that mental well-being aspect, we don't just understand what mental well-being looks like at 12. We're actually looking at all of the factors that positive mental wellbeing by the time you're 12 years of age and able to identify some of the challenges um, or barriers to having good mental wellbeing by the time you're 12. So we bring that life course perspective, um, but also with support from some of our partners in government, we are, are able to connect questionnaire information with information, say, that's provided by the health system, for example, immunisation data um, or perhaps hospitalisation data. So we can combine different types of information together to really create a richer, fuller picture of well-being here in Aotearoa.
0: Interesting. I feel like I did an interview a few years ago about you guys losing funding or there being some sort of uncertainty of the funding. Does that ring any bells to you?
1: Um, that's that's probably right. I, I started in the research director role at the beginning of twenty twenty two. Um and we're funded by government. Yeah. So um we do rely on um positive announcements um from government often through the, the um budget bid uh, sorry, the budget process that's run by Treasury. Um, I'm really pleased to to say that um, this year's um, 2023 wellbeing budget included ongoing funding for growing up in New Zealand so we're just thrilled. We've got another four years um, of certainty to be able to connect with our our families now in this weather event project but we're also looking to be back out um, doing interviews when the young people are in term one of 2024 next year to really sort of think about um, those adolescent years um, and the changing...
0: Right up to uh, 18 by the sounds health. of things. What an incredible yeah. Um, yeah, amount of data to have and quality of data. Thank you. Associate Professor Sarah-Jane Payne, Research Director for Growing Up in New Zealand. Thanks so much for your time today.
1: Kau okay, well, Jesse. Thanks for that.